Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 145. Thank you for joining us. Today, Bonnie and I are joined by a whole cast of Colby staff to discuss some of the new student support services being offered this year. We'll hear about what these new services are and the needs that inspired their development. We hope that you'll enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five and director of development for Colby Academy. Enrollment season's underway, and to that end, Colby is offering a number of webinars, shadow weeks, other events to help families prepare for next school year. So if families haven't already started thinking about enrollment season, this is a a friendly invitation to do that. Well, we have quite the group assembled today to discuss some new programs for the 2023-2024 school year. With us, we have Megan Lengel, Colby's Chief Academic Officer, Tony Gazaldo and Nicole O'Connor, the directors of the online school, deans of students Kelly Powers, Elizabeth Hoxie, and Ashley Massey, and Karen Allgood, academic advisor and special education dean. Glad to have you all back on the Colby cast. So we have lots of ground to cover about expanded services that Colby is able to offer. So let's start with an overview of the new student support services program and some of the goals for that program and for students. I'm going to ask Megan Lengel, Colby's Chief Academic Officer, Tony Gazaldo, Online Learning Director for Grades 6 through 12, and Nicole O'Connor, the Elementary Online Learning Director, to take us through these and the impetus for the new program. So a lot of this has come in most recent years. There has been a a greater need amongst our families for additional support for their students, whether that be academically or perhaps Some of them may have learning disabilities of some kind that need to be addressed in certain ways, certain more sometimes easy ways and not as easy ways within the online classroom. And so over the year, I would say over the past year or so, this has kind of come to light, especially with the growth that our school has had. And, and it's allowed us to kind of stop and reflect and, and think on ways that we could offer more support for our students. Um, and so with that, we've come up with additional, both instructional support options for our students, um, but also some special education supports as well for students who need it. And I'm really excited about it. I, I won't give all the spoilers right now. So I think I'll toss it to Tony next to kind of expand upon that. So as Megan said, we've seen a tremendous amount of growth at Colby Academy in the last couple of years, and also a great deal of change in, in the kinds of students that we are attracting. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a challenge for every school to adapt to the changing nature of students. So students change over time. Um, but it's a particular challenge for us because we also have a commitment to a classical education, which means preserving the Western canon. We have a commitment to sacred tradition and our, our Catholic tradition. Um, and we have a commitment to being academically rigorous to help students to, um, you know, develop their gifts, the gifts that God gave them. And so we have to try to solve problems that arise from the changing nature of students while protecting our curriculum and academic rigor. So some of the changes that we've seen, been seeing, just to be a little bit specific, is in, in addition to just greater numbers of students, 
we have more students taking more online courses. So it's not just the students are taking an online course here and there, but they're taking full loads of courses. We have more students coming who don't have homeschooling backgrounds. So they're coming from brick and mortar environments, um, either Catholic or public, which is very different than what uh, our Coley students experience. We have I think a greater uh, number of parents who feel like they don't have good education options for their kids and they've been doing a brick and mortar path and now they're looking for something else. So homeschooling is new to them and maybe classical is new to them. Um, and we also have a lot of circumstances with students that present challenges to our online teachers, including things like learning disabilities, learning difficulties, a lack of readiness, so academic readiness. And then also for some parents, they that they just don't have the capacity to give a lot of time to overseeing their kids' home education, even in an online format. And so we had to kind of make a decision on how we were going to proceed with these challenges. We could either choose to narrow the kinds of students that we were going to expect to be successful at Colby, um, or we had to increase resources and programming in order to uh, expand the kinds of students that we can serve. And again, while protecting um, the curriculum. So protecting what we want students to learn and the academic uh, rigor that we value. And so we kind of explored our, our options and uh, Colby's executive team uh, discussed at length how to proceed. And, and a number, a whole bunch of people at Colby have been working hard to come up with proposals for what exactly we could do. Um, and I think that's what you're going to be hearing about shortly here. But in short, Colby chose the latter option. So we chose to widen widen um, the kinds of students that we could help to be successful here. So I can stop there and let the, the experts deep dive on the specific programming. I can jump in a little bit with some, um, some of the impetus for K-5. I, I think the last several years have been very challenging for a lot of families and it's impacted students in you know, a variety of different ways. And in elementary, when you have an educational disruption of some sort, it's there are critical periods in that building block that get missed. And so what we've seen is the students, you know, new students coming to us, they've had different disruptions at different times in their educational journey. And what that means for where they're at uh, is really hard to pinpoint right away. Maybe they missed, you know, the, the part of their schooling where they were supposed to solidify their math facts, or maybe it was during, you know, first grade, the end of first grade, and they are just getting comfortable with blending and reading, and then something happened. And so trying to jump back in and support those foundational building blocks um, has been a challenge. And so what we've seen is a lot of parents coming to us who are very you know, they're very invested in their child's education. They want to get their child on track, but they're not sure really where their child should be or, or where they are academically. Should they be in third grade? Should they be in fourth grade? They're doing great in math, but they, they haven't really taken off with reading yet because we missed an entire year, you know? So all these things that are hard to address in the context of, of an online classroom that has, you know, a scope and sequence and has the rhythm, um, there's almost there's only so much differentiating we can do. So we do, you know, we group our students, we differentiate as much as we can, but then there's these support services that we're unleashing. The goal there is to be able to really identify some of maybe those gaps or those other struggles that are going on from life, um, or maybe understanding whether there actually is an underlying learning disability at play, and then um, being able to address that, not just with curriculum, but outside of 
the classroom with some additional supports. Um, and also we have the parents in mind too. We've just seen so many parents, you know, we have wonderful, blessed, big families in our school too. And they have a capacity as well for how much they're able to support in the online learning. So thinking of our large families, thinking of our families with, you know, every child in our family has different needs. So being able to to pick up and, and address those within uh, that context as well. Okay. So this new program, does it take effect next school year or is it sort of already going? So we're piloting some programs right now, you know, getting the ball rolling, but it'll fully go into effect um, next week. Okay, cool. So as we go through the rest of our discussion, we will touch upon how families avail themselves of the expanded offerings. Okay, well, let's shift gears a little and delve into Colby's special education services. Karen Allgood is an academic advisor and special education dean and a frequent voice here on the Colby cast. How about you tell us about some of these particular services? Hi, I would love to. I'm so excited about this whole program. So just for some background knowledge on me, I am coming from, I was a public school special education teacher turned Catholic homeschooler. So I homeschool my own children and I have children in my house with learning disabilities. And so I just saw that there's just not a lot out there to offer those kids right now. And then I started here at Colby and I just saw like, there's such an amazing opportunity. We have the ability and opportunity to offer some of these services for our homeschoolers and the kids in our online school. And I feel like it really fits in with our mission as a Catholic institution. Like we want to educate all of the children that God sends this way. And of course, you know, there's different kids need different things. And we want to be able to offer a lot of things and a lot of different services to try to help those families and walk with them in that journey as much as we possibly can. So on that note, we are launching a special education program. So I'm really excited. So the way, what it'll kind of look like as an overview is you'll come in and you will have a consultation meeting with me to talk about your child's history. If they have any kind of diagnosed evaluations, I can go through all of that with you. We can talk about what they've done in school so far, what their strengths are, what they really need help with, what your goals are for them, and come up with a individualized, specific, written out, documented plan talking about what you're going to do with your child. And we can target that to your homeschool or your child's online classes at different levels. So we have different levels of plans available for different things that you're doing. And along with that, in our online program, we are launching a series of resource labs. So these are gonna be like targeted interventions for students with learning disabilities that really need some extra specialized help in their online courses. Wow, that sounds amazing and and pretty uh, pretty. Uh, I hate to word use the word unique. Uh, it sounds amazing and distinctive in this in this sphere of Catholic education. That's very difficult to come upon for for folks needing uh, particular services like this. Are you are you all finding that the these particular needs are becoming evident? The teachers are noticing these particular needs and and distinctive. Um, situations that that students need some specialized support with, or do you do families come to you more frequently? Is it kind of balanced? 
kind of where is the, how does that kind of come down? I see it coming from both places. I see parents coming to us saying something's not working. I need help. Can you tell me what to do? Or they've noticed a problem and they've taken their child to be evaluated. And now they have all these documents, but they don't know what to do with them. And they need help with that. I also see it coming from teachers to some extent that are saying, this child is really struggling. I don't know what to do with them. I don't know how to help them. And so just looking for more resources. Okay. So this will be, these services will be for both uh, predominantly homeschool, like traditional homeschool, offline students and students in the online school. Yes. Yeah. Or the mix, however, yeah. however people mix them up. Okay. Yeah. However people mix them up. So we are doing levels of support and you can see it on our website, but so it, if you're a homeschooler or if you're doing self-paced or self-paced plus classes or online classes, we can tailor exactly what we're doing for your specific situation. Okay. And can you speak a little bit about the need to have some more uh, formalized documentation, especially for those of us who are kind of accustomed to working with some weaknesses or, or whatever to this point and not really doing a whole lot of formal uh, documentation of it? Can you talk a little bit about the necessity of that for the students as they get older and, and move on to uh, new subsequent things? Yeah, absolutely. For students who are looking to go to college and have accommodations in those college classes, it's really important to take with you documentation of having received those accommodations along the way. In addition, if you're looking for accommodations like maybe extended time on standardized testing like the ACT or the SAT, you need to have a history of those documentations from your school to take with you. So even as a homeschooler, that's important to have that documentation of I received extra time or I received, you know, break times or whatever the case may be to to move into those standardized testing and college kind of settings. And if you can show that you've been doing that, usually you can continue doing them. Okay. So in the past, parents and advisors have worked together to uh, write up a plan, right? Where And it's mainly been the parent writing the plans and the advisor mm -hmm. co collaborates with that, but it's been kind of parent-driven. It sounds like it's changing a bit so that it is more coming from the advisor. Is that accurate? Yeah. So the way that we do it right now for students that have special needs is we ask parents to fill out what we call our student learning needs form. And they're filling out what they're seeing and the ways that they are choosing to accommodate their student or modify how they're teaching in their homeschool. And then the and it's just coming and advisors are saying, OK, and we're, you know, filing that. So the the biggest difference in this program is now instead of you trying to do that on your own, you're going to bring me all of the information that you have and we're going to sit down together and figure out exactly what you should do. And then I'm going to write that out for you and send it to you and file it in, in your student's file. So you'll have that documentation, but you'll also have just more help along the way, more, well, these are the kinds of things that normally work for these kinds of students. And here are some things that you can try. And here's how we would go about that accommodation that this psychologist recommended to you or how or whatever the case may be it's just more help and assistance along the way instead of you trying to figure it out on your own okay cool so 
these compared with the advising services that enrolled Colby families have access to, how where does that all kind of land? <laughs> so you're not going to lose the access to the advising services that you have right now. We're not changing what's available to you. We're just adding on to the top of it that you have more access. There's more help and more resources that you can get access to. So it's not taking anything away. It's just adding more onto the top. Okay. Wow. All right. You mentioned that there's information on the Colby website about the levels of support. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little bit of info about the, the various levels? Yeah. So, okay. Level it's, there's three levels to choose from. Level one is a student accommodation plan for homeschoolers. So this is for people who are doing homeschool courses, self-paced or self-paced for plus courses, but no online classes. And we're going to walk you through exactly what accommodations you should use for your student, how you can modify how you're teaching within your within your homeschool and within the self-paced and self-paced plus classes that you're taking. The level two and three plans are for online students. So whether you're taking two classes online or a full load of online classes, this is where you would want to be. So your level two families or level two students are students who are looking for accommodations in online classes. Think like extended time on tests or help with note taking, things like that. Uh, but they don't need any academic interventions per se. And then level three is where we start to look at those resource labs. And that's where you have accommodations in your in your online classes and also you need some academic interventions or you need just more handholding and assistance to be successful in your classes. So when we get to these level three plans, we're targeting like specific academic annual goals for a student, things that we've identified that they need to work on throughout the course of the year, and then also enrollment in one or more of our resource labs. And we've got three resource labs that we're offering. So we have resource learning lab, which is going to support things like think like executive function kind of skills. I've described it in the past as like homeroom on steroids, if that kind of helps you envision it, okay. where you're talking about like, how do I use my planner? How do I make a to-do list? And then just more individualized tracking of those classes. You know, what have you worked on this week? What have you turned in? What have you not turned in? What do you need help with? And then facilitating some of those accommodations within your class. So you have somebody that's like watching what you're doing in your classes, going back and helping you, communicating with your teacher, communicating with your parents and facilitating all of that back and forth. And then we have a resource writing lab and a resource math lab, which would target those individual classes. Obviously, the math lab is going to help you in your math class and the writing lab is going to help you in like your literature and English classes. But for students who need remediation or just more specialized help in those areas, we would be looking at those resource labs. Okay. And you... In the course of the sorting through the individual plans, that is how you y'all determine which labs to enroll in and so forth. Okay. Exactly. All right. All right. Wow. Okay. So we've done an episode before on the homeroom program that is offered in the online academy. Will that continue as it is? And do, does this kind of um, augment or it, it serves other needs than what the homeroom courses aim for? Is that fair? 
The homeroom program is not changing. It's going to stay as it is. The homeroom program is awesome for students. So this is really talking about targeting students who need more than what the homeroom program can offer them. They need more individualized help. They need more academic help. They're falling through the cracks somewhere. And we want to catch those kids and support them in every way that we possibly can. I I think Tony really captured this, that there's definitely a decision that we want to do everything we can to help the Colby families, to help people who've decided to, to make to take this journey with their with their children, whether it's online or you know all the flexibility that Colby has, but there's needs and gaps. So like the accountability, somebody who can help make sure that you're checking off those boxes, or you you need a bit more help with a class for a short amount of time, or maybe all year tutoring. You know, just trying to find every as many gaps as we we can see that where a family might need a little bit of extra help and plugging that in. So I think I'm really excited about a lot of these programs for this upcoming year, because I think we're, we're filling those gaps. I think that's right. Um, and, I, you know, what, another decision um, that I think we, it wasn't really a decision for us because the ev- answer would be self-evident, but another response to seeing a lot of struggle with students is to lower our standards and to, to reduce the rigor of our curriculum or, or narrow it or do those kinds of things. And uh, another reason I'm, I'm, I'm a proud for the path we chose is that we really thought carefully about how to raise the students up to what we're already doing so that we they have the the supports that they need to be successful with a classical rigorous uh, curriculum in, in a Catholic context. So um, I really, I'm really, really excited about everything we produce for that reason. I'll just jump in and add to that, that in addition to bringing the students up, I think a big part of our mission is you know, subsidiarity, parents being the primary educators of their children. But sometimes as parents, we need support and resources to be able to fully do that. Um, And so rather than saying, you know, we embrace the principle of subsidiarity, you're at, you know, you're a primary educator of your children, you've got this. We're saying, hey, we want to support you in being this primary educator role. And so in addition to all the different programs we offer, self-paced home, homeschool online, these supports are also to help our parents feel empowered and also supported in their role in this whole thing. <laughs> you know, we, we all do our best, but some years we need more help than others. Uh, with some of our children, we need more help than others. And I really hope that these programs are a path for our parents to feel supported, to feel confident, and to feel like if this is the model of education they really want for their child, they have a path to do it. Clearly, the, all these efforts are ordered toward student success, something our deans of students keep front and center. So let's hear more about that from our academic deans, Kelly Powers, who serves ninth through 12th grades, Elizabeth Hoxie in the middle school grades, and Ashley Massey for K through 5th. Would you all kind of bring it, zoom out with us a little bit on the idea of student success and how these are kind of um, factoring into that? So our, our dean program or our student services department has changed quite a bit this past school year and will change more for next year. And we're still offering advice as dean, supporting both parents and students and providing that big picture view for serving our special education students along with just other students who might be struggling or just need a little extra support. Um, Our deans, we are a team and we're not removed from helping students. We're just blessed to have um, a new 
kind of department spearheaded by Karen to better serve our students with um, more specialized help with those students. Um, so we're still going to be the bridge that provides students support in their online courses and connecting um, with both teachers and advisors to make sure students are supported as a K through five dean. Um, you know, our K through five online program really relies upon parent partnership more so than in middle school or our high school levels, just because of the age of students, right? Where they require more help from their parents to, to navigate Schoology, to turn in assignments. So a lot of my assistance as the K through five Dean is sometimes working with parents, doing Schoology walkthroughs, helping our families enrolling at the mid-year or even a little bit after uh, the first quarter or third quarter kind of get transitioned into using Schoology and our online platforms. Deans will host parent orientation meetings at the new start of the new school year. I also do parent orientations for second semester families to get them oriented to our programs. And of course, we're still doing our coordination of extended absences, helping students who might be struggling with understanding academic integrity and what that entails in an online classroom and in our world where we have access to so many tools to get away with not using our own words, right? And how tempting it is to kind of use outside resources there. So we'll still be doing some some student supports and um, family supports at Colby Academy, just offering it um, in a more comprehensive way. Okay. I can elaborate a little bit more. One of the really great gifts that Karen is gonna give us by taking over as the Dean of Special Needs is more time. We never have enough time. And so having Karen giving her undivided attention to our special needs family is gonna free up uh, the other deans a little bit more to think about the overall uh, success of our student body at Colby Academy. So we are thinking about and we're excited to offer more support to students that are struggling for reasons other than learning needs. Um, Nicole mentioned that we have, you know, we have a lot of big families with eight or nine kids. We also have families where both parents are working and they just don't have the ability to, to give as much oversight with their online students as they might like. And so um, in addition to the special needs services, next year we're also going to be rolling out a tutoring program for students who need more support in their classes. And there's also going to be an accountability program so that students will have the opportunity to work with somebody at Colby uh, who will check in with them, make sure they're getting their work turned in on time and that sort of thing. So we're very excited about those programs. And then just the, the deans are going to have more ability to focus on the larger student body. We've already started some of that this year. Uh, Mrs. Massey and Mrs. O'Connor and I put our heads together a while back to think about the transition from fifth grade to sixth grade. What we've found is that students they are very uh, used to and comfortable with the framework of K through five. And then there's a radical change going into sixth grade. And that can be quite a stumbling block for some of those, those sixth grade students. So um, we have been working on making some adjustments in the second semester for the fifth graders to get them geared up and ready for sixth grade. And then also getting those fifth graders in the mentality of thinking through, you know, kind of what are they gonna need to be thinking about and focusing on over the summer? to be successful as a sixth grade student. So that kind of support I'm excited about continuing to offer to our students next year. Yeah, that'd be great. I have been inspired by Ms. Massey and Ms. Hoxie's uh, transitions that they have done from fifth, fifth to sixth grade. And I'm ready to start, you know, developing some similar programs for the eighth grader to ninth graders. 
you know, we, we struggle with the fact of everybody in fifth grade is in fifth grade, but we have a ton of kids in our ninth grade classes that are still eighth graders. And sometimes we kind of forget that within like a ninth grade class, it's kind of a hybrid. And maybe we don't give as much attention to the kids that are strictly just ninth graders because so many of the kids might still be middle schoolers. We also are in the unique thing that there's so many Catholic schools that are K through eight. I feel like we get a ton of students who either come to us for the first time for nine through 12 or who might leave us for the first time as we move into ninth grade just because that whole middle school to high school is such a big divide. And so I think it will be uh, an excellent opportunity to spend that extra gift of time um, to really think of ways that we can support this unique transition period. I also know that I myself have a 10th grader and I know just how different high school is. It's your final few years uh, with them. And uh, there's so many things, particularly if it's your first child that you just have no idea all of these things that, you know, need to, as you get them ready for their next adventure, you know, we, we spend 13 years of learning. Kindergarten goes to first grade, first grade goes to second grade, and then you finish 12th grade. And there's, there's so many different directions and places that you can go and helping, um, you know, our advising team support, maybe more of that uh, would be ideal. Also, the deans will continue to be the point person for any child who has special needs that is not academic. So we will stay the leaders of all of the medical reasons. I deal a lot with concussions. High schoolers on those sports, I get a lot of phone calls the next morning of what happened at soccer practice the night before. Oh so um, I've become uniquely qualified to speak on concussions now. Um, and so this is an excellent service that we can provide. A lot of times it ends up being a little bit, um, a short period of time that they need these special services, but they don't need them long-term. And then obviously if something big medical were to happen, um, then we need to prepare kind of long-term of what that looks like. And then um, Karen and I can kind of take a bridge from a shorter period of time to what does this look like long-term? You know, when those medical things happen, it becomes so important for the dean to tell the parents over and over again, right now, what your child really needs to focus on is getting healthy. Um, I think it's so important for our families to hear that sometimes when this happens, you know, they see the assignments piling up, but at the end of the day, your child's health really has to take precedence over that and helping them understand and find the balance and working with the teachers to develop a plan to get their child back on track when they're medically prepared to do so. Okay. I hadn't really thought about that. Cool. About the tutoring program and the accountability program, can we talk a little bit more um, specifically about those two programs? I know we have the NHS students offering tutoring services. Can you can you tell me a little bit more about the tutoring program that's being added to, to the mix? Sure. So we, we do already have NHS peer tutoring. Of course, that's not professional tutoring, although the NHS students are wonderful. Um, but what we'll be doing is offering a tutoring option so that you have access to faculty members for subject-specific tutoring. So when we launch it, it will you'll basically be able to choose your tutor by subject. So it'll list, you know, all the math tutors, all the English tutors, and then you will buy basically like a pack of five um, tutoring sessions that you can use for a student. So accountability is 
it's kind of an interesting concept, the accountability program. Um, it similar to tutoring, you kind of buy a pack of time, um, either a quarter or a full year. And again, that'll be staffed by teachers and actually some of our academic advisors. It offers the opportunity for students to meet with a faculty member or an academic advisor weekly um, or biweekly. You get 30 minutes a week. Um, that can either be once a week or twice a week. And it helps to um, keep the student on track in their courses. So for a student who's in all online courses, you know, that accountability mentor is going to be taking a look at what you have coming up in your classes in the coming week, making sure you're turning everything in. We found that students that, you know, get behind on their assignments, it tends to snowball. So it's to keep them on track, give them an opportunity to have somebody else checking in on them. But also our homeschool families can use the same service to help their students stay on track in their homeschool or self-paced courses as well. So, you know, and a lot of our families do a hybrid of online and homeschool courses. So it's another um, resource for our families to use for students in homeschool courses, you know, if they want to keep that child on track. Because I know what will happen in a lot of families, and Bonnie, this has probably happened with you, is you end up prioritizing the online courses because those have deadlines, right? Oh, yes. And then all of a sudden, it's the summer. How do you know? <laughs> and you've got to finish your entire theology course. <laughs> and yes. so, you know, Anyway, so the, an accountability mentor is somebody that can keep your child on track in those homeschool courses and give them some deadlines for those homeschool courses, someone other than mom or dad. So in some sense, it's almost a support to mom or dad. Like I could see myself using this to help my students in online courses just to check in. Like, are they, what's coming up? You know, helping them keep track of stuff. Um, just another touch point that's not me because, you know, every time I ask them, I get, you know, the eye roll and mom, it's fine, you know? Mm -hmm. But when it's another adult, it just seems to to go better for some reason. I don't know why. Yes, we know a little bit about that here. Yeah, <laughs> great. Okay. The range of families that you serve and the various needs they all have, just from the, the way that they make use of Colby's program offerings and services, plus the variety of, and each family, it's my, my hat's off to you how you all have thought through this so in such depth and come up with all these ways to serve the families that are coming to you. I think it's important to remember we don't do it alone, right? I mean, you know, we, so when we started this podcast, you all can't see us on the podcast, but we're, you know, in a meeting together and we look like the Brady Bunch <laughs> because we're, we're, we're the nine boxes of pictures together. And, you know, I know from working with each and every one of these other eight boxes, how much they care for the students and how much they are there fighting with. And I know that every one of us brought different strengths and weaknesses to the table and we can see our own strengths and weaknesses um, and we can play well on each other. And, and it's exciting to help our own students through these special programs recognize their strengths and weaknesses. It'd be awfully boring if God made us all the same. Very true. I will also say yeah. that we're in the business of education and any good teacher does not teach the set lesson, however they're going to do it, the exact same every single time they get up and teach the lesson. A good teacher assesses the group of individuals that have come to them, a group of individuals that currently need to be educated, and they meet those students exactly where they are, and they make connections to who they are. And so I think that this is just true to the fact that we are an educational institute um, founded by a group of parents who looked back and said, 
I want this for my child and I want more for my child and I want to provide that. But then over time realize, but I need some help. And I think that this just really brings us kind of full circle to where Colby began those many years ago. And it's really a gift to be part of the next step of bringing Colby to that level. Yeah, and I, and I want to I want to add that uh, in particular, it's been a, definitely a team effort, and there's been a lot of hands um, involved in like building this thing. Um, but it would not have happened without Nicole and Karen, and they have done the bulk of the work to develop this. Um, and it's very complicated to develop something like this. In many ways, Colby is unique in the education sphere for the kind of online education we have. So if you're building a bunch of support program for that unique online program, you're building a bunch of unique supports as well. Um, and so they deserve all kinds of credit for that. Really, that was a new experience over this last year because I'd always thought about um, special services, well, special needs, special services, things adapting to the student where they were, making sure they're going to have success. But I think it was an eye-opening for me to think Colby's got has this unique K through five and soon pre-K through five online program. But that puts the students in front of us as a school in a way that we I had never experienced before. So it's a it's a school-wide need and a school-wide service. But I think it was really interesting to see now that you have these students that where we have teachers working with them, you know, multiple days a week, that we can help identify and help, you know, take steps to help those parents right away at an earlier stage where, you know, if it's a ninth grade program or whatever, sometimes everything has been discovered and it's just adapting rather than helping them to build these skills that they're going to need for later on. So really, really eye-opening and interesting, I thought. One of my favorite parts of being in elementary education is that you get to be part of light bulb moments, not just for kids, but for parents. <laughs> you know, we're discovering our children in these early, I mean, we are for our whole lives, for their whole lives. We're still discovering ourselves, <laughs> but you're discovering, you know, um, where they're going to thrive, what they're passionate about, what they're interested in. Um, and, you know, with that comes a little bit of anxiety too, where you don't want to feel alone. And sometimes when you're homeschooling or when you're in an online school, you don't get to peek at your neighbor's desk or you don't get, to, there's some things that aren't as visible. And so it's nice to be able to prioritize. It's nice to be able to prioritize the community element of Colby and bring our families together however we can. And so whether that's through, you know, the advisors or these new services, or even just putting these programs front and center. So we can all realize that, you know, everyone needs support in one way or another. And especially in those early years when, um, you know, you have your plans and your ideals. And then as your, your children's needs come front and center, you have to adjust and, and make some hard decisions. So I'm thankful to be a part of that. That's definitely. I imagine you probably didn't anticipate some of the things you you come to know when you started the, the elementary part of the online school. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot. It's it's wonderful. Every day, every day is a gift. Every day is different. I love getting to pop in and see our students. And I also have just been humbled by our families. and 
you know, the challenges we've seen, but also the perseverance and how committed so many of our families are to just doing the best for their child. And I know I've, I've been humbled myself. I had this story of my daughter and I think it was in first grade with Mrs. Wolf and or my youngest came and was like eating a potato in the background or something. <laughs> Just you know, those humbling moments where you know you have it together, but life also unfolds right. behind the screen at times. Right. Yes. But mm-hmm. our, I think our students get to know each other really well because of that. They're always wanting to share siblings and cats and that. And I, I think that's a unique gift. You know, when you're in a brick and mortar classroom, sure you see each other every day and you share things. But when do you see a sibling eating a potato? I don't think that ever happens. So. I think Colby's online program specifically too presents kind of an opportunity for some of these programs in the way that teachers, especially within the context of the special education program where teachers and parents can really work together so much more closely than you would ever see at a brick and mortar school. So it gives us the opportunity to to reach that child more because they always have a parent right there with them. And it gives parents the resources that they need from a teacher with training and who knows what to do and how to do it with this student and the struggles that they have. And so it really just kind of created an opportunity that you don't see in a lot of places. And we had the ability to do this, which is exciting and different. Definitely um, experienced that from the teacher's side. Like Karen said, in a brick and mortar school, you don't have the parent sitting right there behind the screen as we do with our students. And there's been so many times over the years where I have a student who has special needs and I'm talking to the parent about how things are going in class and the parent will come back and say, but did you know that during class, my student did this and it's a big accomplishment for them. And so just that that partnership that we're able to have with the parents as a result of our online environment is it, it's such a, a beautiful thing and um, can be such a fruitful thing. Good that you get to hear that, that part too, get to hear a little bit more of the story, how it plays out also. So as we're thinking about our plans for next school year, kind of what are, how would you guide us in our next steps? What, what all should be, what do we do next? So in regard to our student support services, if you're listening and thinking, wow, my child would really benefit from one or many of these services, we have a new web page up that is amazing. It's under the tab of student support services. So that's the first place you want to go. And then when you get there, you'll notice that there's two two columns, two aspects to this program. So the instructional support services, those are available to everyone. So whether you feel like your child needs just a little extra support in math, so you want to sign them up for a math lab, or you feel like they're maybe very behind in reading or in um, science and you want to get them a reading tutor or a science tutor, those are under our instructional support services. And we have a help page that details each of the services there. So for your general, your general student who maybe needs an extra support or someone who maybe has some learning gaps that you want to address before the school year starts or um, mid school year, that's where you want to look. Um, If you have a student with a diagnosed or suspected learning disability, you're going to want to look at the special education services. So the special education services are for those students who you know, maybe they had an IEP or a 504 in a brick and mortar school before, or you've been homeschooling them and you've been accommodating their work. Now they're 
um, you, you know, you're finding that you're needing some more guidance on those accommodations or those modifications that you're making. Um, maybe you had accommodations in the online classroom last year. Um, and if that's the case, you're going to want to sign up for these special education programs. So you can continue to get those accommodations and we can revisit them and then revisit the additional tracking and support that will be a part of the services for the upcoming school year. So easy answer. Step one is go to the website, read about it, explore. Step two is probably to talk to someone. So definitely call, talk to your advisor. Um, they'll know about these services and they'll be happy to kind of guide you on what would be best. Okay. Instructional support services are for all students and then special education is for the suspected or diagnosed. Okay. Again, we've seen how the people or I've been seeing how everybody at Colby here is trying to find again, all of the gaps, anything we can do to help have the student have success and to really grow in their faith and in their, their wisdom understanding. So I, you know, I'm really excited again about all of these things. And once, you know, when you're with Colby, the, the nice thing is we all want that success. So even if, there's financial difficulties or you're thinking, I can't, you know, things are tight. I'm not sure this would be good for my child, but I can't do it. We have financial aid. We have a lot of very generous donors who every year give money and we have need-based financial aid through Colby where you can, you can apply for that. So, so, you know, reach out to your advisor if you're considering any of these things and see what work out with them, what might be best for your student. But then yeah, if you, if you need assist, financial assistance, please just go and, and apply. Okay, we've covered a lot of ground today and it's been a joy seeing each of you and spending this time with all of you. I really appreciate y'all coming to talk to us and all of the work you have put into these uh, expanded offerings on top of all the amazing work you do every day at Colby. And as Colby settles into its second decade with the Online Academy, among the mix of offerings, this seems like a, a, neat, a neat timing with this. Thanks. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Our show notes for this episode are going to be full of links and more information about the stuff we've covered today and some relevant ColbyCast episodes and other useful and related information. So please head there to find out more about what you've heard today. Subscribe to the ColbyCast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. And let us know how we're doing by leaving a rating or a review. And as always, feel free to email us at podcast at colby.org. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam.